Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Takedown. I'm your host, John, and this is my buddy, Craig. Hi, Craig here to introduce episode 58 Wait. of Take Two Takedown. No, it's 57. No, my friend, it is 58. 57. No, no. Last episode we did was 56. Yeah. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Last week would have been episode 57. You're absolutely right. But if WWE is putting no effort into what they're giving us on TV, we put no effort into giving them a show. Yeah, I'm going to call it a silent <laughs> protest as to the crap that they have given us. Yes, it but was the worst I think I'd ever seen. We came back this week because we realized if we couldn't shovel the crap, nobody could. Nobody could. But in in terms of that silent protest, 57 will be forever lost, and it's because of WWE. Exactly. It's their fault that we don't have episode 57 in our canon of episodes. So... We want to welcome all our new listeners and, and friends, and uh, if you came in last week hoping for a show, you'll know now why yes. it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to keep in touch with us. We want to talk to you. We mm-hmm. want you to say, you know, did you silently protest as well? Because, I mean, if you look at the Raw ratings, they are there were a the lot of protests. Absolute worst. Yes. But talk to us on the Twitter, at Take2Takedown. You can also call our hotline. 434-602-1931. Operator is standing by. Yeah, make Tony do some work. Make him do something. This poor guy doesn't do enough. No, he doesn't. No. And especially if you call while he's trying to stream something, I think it just interrupts that, I just, and it just makes it fun. I, you know, on a sidetrack note here, I don't understand how Tony does it. He streams 29,000 things a week. Minimum. Then he puts up all our normal show take two. Uh, yep. Picture and, and uh, product yep, placement. Yeah, pretty much most of the socials, yeah. He um, pretty much does like everybody else's shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He um, goes yeah. to the movie theater. Like, I think his house is in the movie theater. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little bed in there. He is an A lister with AMC. Is that part of the perks you get? Is like a bed? I don't know. But in all honesty, we are part of the Take Two family. If you're into movies, TV, uh, comic books, anything like that, we have a show weekly for you. Uh, you can listen to myself, Craig, our buddies Brian, Tony, and Roy, 
um, every week on that. Plus, we are the official podcast of DCW50, the CW Network's local affiliate in Washington, D.C. Exactly. We do a recap show of all their shows. Yep, comes out every Saturday. So you can catch that if you are a CW fan. Exactly, and we are always on that, if for nothing else, for Riverdale and Charmed, because we're the few that only watch that. Yes. Lori watches Charmed with us, at least. The but staple shows. The staple shows. What really hold the CW together? Nothing with superheroes. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Riverdale and Charmed. Riverdale you, know, and Charmed. you know what we should talk about mm-hmm. is wrestling. Let's and talk about wrestling. I feel you and I are both procrastinating because, yes, once again, are. wrestling yes, is still crap. Yes, it is. Yes, it so, is. Got a question for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Go ahead with your question, sir. We will strongly voice our opinion on what Raw and SmackDown has been delivering the last couple of weeks throughout mm-hmm. the entire episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. mind blown. Yes. TLC this Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 stated matches already? 12 matches. 12 stated matches. That means four matches every hour. Yeah. But this is TLC. This is table ladders and chairs. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. going to tell me that you are going to give them because you got to have that five minute intro. So yeah. each match is going to be ten minutes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some of these matches maybe go a little bit longer, but there's a few of them that we'll talk we'll talk about that I could see being under five minutes. They're going to have to be if they're yeah. going to make this fit. And I think they're just literally throwing crap against the wall and seeing what sticks yeah. because nothing is working right now. Yeah. The only thing over right now has got to be Becky Lynch. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if you saw the battle rap segment from this week. Like I said, the only <laughs> thing over right now is Becky Lynch. Do you want to get into Becky or do you want to talk about this rap I think I think we have to save Becky till the end. We have to have something to strive for that gives us hope. All right, well, <laughs> let's jump into your stupid rap battle. So, rap battle, it is uh, TLC coming up. It's The Bar versus The New Day versus The Usos. Right. So, on SmackDown, to promote this, they have The Usos in The Bar in a rap battle with New Day as judges. Right. Obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, that was horrible. Right? Like, so, like you know, they had an entire week to decide... We're, even if they decided that day, we're going to do a rap battle next week. They had a week to write a rap. But, so, I, you have the stereotypical <laughs> white guys trying to rap. Right, right. Then you have the Usos rhyme talking more than rapping. Mm-hmm. And the New Day is just there to add color. Yes. Like, just to be funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a horrible segment. It was so bad. Even the Usos, who I thought... May have been able to semi save the segment once the bar was so bad, were also bad, <laughs> like just bad. But like, I can get if the bar was trying to be funny, but they weren't doing that. No, no. I mean, I just it's awful. No. And do you even know at this point who the SmackDown tag team champions are? It's the bar. Is it the bar? It's okay. still the bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's when one of these three teams for the last two years. Yeah. That tells you how awful tag teams are, not only on Raw, but on SmackDown. Exactly. I mean, we texted each other when this was happening. I feel given 24 hours, we could write better raps than what we heard. 24 and we, hours. And we two... are middle-aged white guys. I could free flow something <laughs> right now. You that sure could. 
I mean, I could. Oh, okay, but you, I, I'm I not. I thought that was me to intro you into some freestyle rapid. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay, okay. You don't want to spit though the hot you fire. Hear me spit hot fire <laughs> until I retire. <laughs> I know you aspire to be more like me, but you shall never be. Suck it. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously how that ended. Is suck that's it, right? that's how Usos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a Uso rap. So. That's awful. Don't so want to hear thing. that. That's a thing. Um, speaking of awful, coming forward to TLC, yeah. we finally have the finals for the Mixed Match Challenge, which seems to just be people constantly getting hurt and having to be replaced. Yeah, so I think the Mixed Match Challenge has been going on since 1984. Right, right, and which is the problem. People keep retiring, so they can't be partners anymore. I, I, don't, I don't understand, <laughs> but uh, do you have any interest in this at all? No. It's no. going to be between the Fabulous Truth and Mahalisha. Right. And the winners get 30th place. I think we both assume it's probably going to be Fabulous Truth winning. Yeah. And I what? Some R True stick where he comes out and he's going to wrestle in the women's battle royal. Right. Or... Uh, there's obviously coming out because they're going to do a dance break in the middle of it. And you're going to have 10 to 15 people dancing. Oh, there was a dance break uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out, dance break, and then they left. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Remember when that happened? Anyway. So that's a thing that's yeah, also that's, happening. That's crap. Um, What do you... All right. I'm going to give you... I, I mean, I'm going to give even... you four matches. <laughs> okay, give me four matches. Four of the 12. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right, four matches. Mm-hmm. Out of these four, which one are you the most excited for? Okay, go. Rollins Ambrose, mm-hmm. Strowman Corbin, mm-hmm. Brian Styles, mm-hmm. or Balor McIntyre? Rollins Ambrose is probably the only one out of all of that that I'm excited for. So, Bane va- versus Batman. Right. Bane versus Batman. I think you made the call that obviously uh, Rollins is going to come out in some sort of Batman gear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go with uh, Ambrose's Bane gear that he's been wearing for two weeks. He came out. Do you remember we didn't do a show because Ambrose came out wearing a gas mask? Yeah. Like a gas mask. Yeah. Crazy Dean <laughs> going to sell you used cars and military surplus. I, I don't. Now he's bait. so bad. Um, I also, it, one of the reasons I protested episode 57 is I knew we would just stick to Bane shtick yeah. the whole time. And I knew every other show would also do that. So I wanted to give them their glory. You think you own the dog? <laughs> anyway. Don't do it. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this should be a... Decent match. Now, is this where they drop the IC belt? Because, you know, it's rumored Rollins is going to take on Lesnar at WrestleMania for right. the, the belt. Mm-hmm. So is this where they drop it to Dean and then he gets to be Crazy Dean? And I, I'm That's what I'm thinking. If I was, you know, picking for, uh, for us, I'm going to say Ambrose is the one to win it. Okay. What do you say, John? Man, I could see it go either way. Right now, I mean, Rollins doesn't have to drop the belt right now. True. To make him relevant, but you know what are you going to do with Dean? Like, do you, if Dean loses, you lose Crazy Dean. Like he's mm-hmm. no, he's got to win this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, Brian and Styles, we've seen it. I don't like the new Daniel Bryan. You're going to shame the new me. Daniel Bryan. Did you know he's the new Daniel Bryan? Well, this is some. He's like, the new Daniel Bryan. This is some Vince McMahon <laughs> crap where it's like, you know what? We're going to rebrand him. <laughs> Just call him the new Daniel Bryan. That would be great. And the best part is, is he's going to be like a green guy and like love the earth, but be mean about it. Yeah, he's going to green shame me? Is that a thing? Uh, uh, I guess. I, 
I could care less where this goes. I don't know what they're doing with AJ. I don't see Brian losing the belt no, here. I agree. I um, agree. Balor and McIntyre. Why is Balor a punching bag? When is he just going to quit and go to the All Elite? I I wouldn't or... be surprised. That's what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he. Not to say that this is the match that does it, but if he loses this match, it's just more reason for him to go. So, what do you th- what are your thoughts on McIntyre though? Like. Since he's come back, they've tried to make him strong. You don't know, like, he came a little baby faceish. Now he's heel. You know, obviously they are setting him up to be a a lister, a top list. Right. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But, like, his promos can be decent at times. Sometimes they're pretty lame. Mm-hmm. His work in the ring is okay. It's okay. It's not as good as I feel it should be, or as a lot of people seem to act like it is. I. I'm like a casual fan of him. I I don't want him to be the one going for Brock. Yeah, I don't like. I I don't want him to be the one holding any belt. Like, like I don't have a problem with him, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, oh, Drew McIntyre. Right now, I'm not like, oh, he's gonna be on. Let me make sure I'm sitting down and watching. Yeah. Like, much like, you know, much like Braun Strowman now and Baron Corbin. When Braun Strowman was in his stride, he was pretty fun to watch. Exactly. Now, exactly. and and I'm not cutting him anything because he's out for medical reasons, but mm-hmm. it's just like you have like brought him up and then pushed him down, brought him up and pushed yep. him down so much that I don't have any affection for Braun Strowman. And Baron Corbin, probably mid-card at best. Yes. And then where did he get this push where literally I think Raw, every five minutes – he was on screen. Yeah, exactly. Every other statement, they had to mention his name. I mean, he's been the one opening Raw for a month, it seems like. Yeah, but I mean, because he's the, the general manager, he's on all the time. Because he's wrestling, he's on all the time. Mm. Because he's integrated with the women's thing by putting Alexa Bliss as the general manager, he's on, on all, all the time. The time. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing shtick that is just killing me. It's almost like... Like the Miz with uh, uh, Shane McMahon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't need this. No. I no. want more from the Miz. Like you have taken probably one of your best promo guys and cut him down into a marshmallow. Right. And so you need to be with me. Where on mm. SmackDown he looks like a marshmallow with round sunglasses. Yes. Yes. So bad. So, so many bad things. Anyway, I'm not looking forward to any of that. No. Uh, another that. match I'm not looking forward to mm. is Eli- Elias and uh, Lashley. But you don't understand. There's going to be a guitar suspended from the center of the ring. How many? And a ladder so they can get up. And if they can use the guitar, get the guitar first, it's a weapon. But it's a weapon. How many? John, a weapon they can use. But you don't win. A, we- a weapon. I know, but you don't win. Well, the thing is, is they don't usually do a lot of things where people are hit up by guitars. So it's new. We've seen episode after episode what? where this has happened. You <laughs> what? know what would be funny? Hang a guitar in Leo Rush. <laughs> All right. Whichever one you grab first, you can use as a weapon. And then you just pick up Leo Rush and start beating Lashley with them. What? Oh. Like, I'm glad Eli- – here's the thing. I'm glad Elias has something because he hasn't had anything except for these, like, musical interruptions for, like, months going on. But he hasn't had, like, a serious match except for, I think, when he did – he matched – when he wrestled Cena. But he's only got, like, two moves. Yeah, that's okay. And I, and I like Elias in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't – like, I don't – I like him when he does his promos, but yes. his wrestling is weak. 
I still think it's, I enjoy his whole thing more than I enjoy Lashley. Mm-hmm. So I still want to see Elias win just to get rid of Lashley. The only thing that I know I like about the Elias Lashley is Elias should stick against Leo Rush. That's it. <laughs> okay, I I'll give you that. Yeah, but I I just. I don't like these prop matches where it's like, hey, if you get it, you can use it. Right. Who cares? There's a, you got ladders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can beat each other with, with ladders. Because speaking of the Natalia Ruby Riot match, is ladder match. It's no table. wait, table match. You're right. Sorry, that's the you table don't match. remember the fat head the on fat- the table and Natalia having to cry. And oh, first of all, oh my god, <laughs> it is awful. Secondly, you're using a person's death as fodder for your show and lastly natalia's okay with this Uh, like i can get maybe jim neidhart would have been like you know it would be really funny when i die go ahead and put a fat head of me on a table Mm -hmm. but you're using ruby breaking sunglasses as a catalyst yeah i would be pissed which once again as we discussed those are not his sunglasses I know those were obviously sunglasses. Like those were not even the same style of sunglasses he would he would wear. But I, I'm just saying, like, if my father passed away and you broke something I held precious of his, mm-hmm. I'd be mad at you. Right. But not to the point where I would go into the middle of a ring in front of you know a sold out crowd, as we're always told, quote unquote sold out crowd and ball. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be horrible. Uh, I just see. Ruby going through a table with Nightheart on it. Yes. Because yes. they're not, I don't think they'll take that away from Natalia. No, no. They're so, going to give it to her. They're going to give it to her. You know, let's talk a match that I'm actually looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. I want to see Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Yes. I think this is going to be a good match. Both of them are good. Both of them are usually consistently good. Yeah. I and don't... much like everything else, 205 is probably going to be the one to the match of the night, as it often is yeah. with these recent. I don't really care about the story. No. I just want to see the two wrestle. They're no. good in the ring. Mm-hmm. I believe Buddy Murphy's going to take it clean in the yeah. middle, but you know, it's still going to be a really good match. Yeah, I agree. Only I agree. to be all set by the crap that is going to be Rousey and Jax. Oh, so much of the crap. So much of the crap. It's just... I mean, we all know that this is now just sort of a placeholder in waiting for Becky Lynch versus Rousey. At some point. But how did we get there? Because now you've got, well, you know what? Let's get into that in a little bit. But you've got Jax and Rousey right. fighting it out. Mm-hmm. You've got Ember Moon on Rousey's side. You've got uh, Tamina on Nia Jax's side. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to bury Nia after this because she has made one crappy promo after another. <sighs> so bad. So do we get the shock value of Nia taking the belt and Rousey getting her first loss so that we can get that out of the way? Or does Rousey retain, but there's prices to pay? I mean, I don't know how this works. I don't really effing care. Uh, I want to see Rousey do more, but you still can't come out, mean mug Nia, and then smile at the crowd like you are gushing because they like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's either going to be a Nia win to get Rousey's first loss, or I actually see it being a Tamina coming in and causing a DQ, so Rousey keeps the belt but gets, like, beaten down. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really care. I'll go with just Rousey retaining because they like to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's get this one out of the way so that we can actually talk about the one match that I have any desire to talk about. Any desire at all. Uh, This one, Mysterio versus Orton, chairs match. We saw this, what, 
2006, yeah, yeah. 2007? Uh, uh, probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, <sighs> I still like the idea, and I believe you came up with it mm. a couple shows ago, um, not episode 57. No, no. Uh, where if Randy Orton is going, came in as the legend killer, he's going to go out as a legend killer, they should have a new up-and-comer come and kill him as a legend. Right, And right. take over that And take ring. over. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. Why would you bring in Rey Mysterio only to be fodder to Randy Orton? Uh, yeah, exactly. And right. why is it Randy Orton is getting, you know, 20 minutes of promo time and a match every SmackDown? I wish I could give you some words of sage advice here, John, but I have nothing. I have nothing. I, I just, do not know why. I don't. I do not know why. I did decide, though, in my own head um, that if they go this route of Randy being the legend killer, taking out all of these legends like Mysterio and Hardy and that sort of stuff, like beating all these guys down. The one to come in to be his legend killer should be Velveteen Dream. That's nice. Like you let Velveteen Dream come up and he beats Randy Orton. What is as the because Velveteen Dream will do that shtick of he'll wear old legend stuff. Yeah. And, and he'll come in dressed like Randy Orton to beat Randy Orton. What if they bring in Lars Sullivan and he destroys Randy Orton and then he just starts making his way through the rank? Could also do that. Because you don't really have a big uh, heel on SmackDown. On SmackDown, exactly. He could do that. He could come into a match like, you know, he could come into this sort of match because they've been teasing him, but he's still not on anything yet. Maybe he shows up somewhere in TLC. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't put him past it. He could pick up Rey Mysterio and fling him around like a helicopter. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. And then the last match, the one we saved for the last, because obviously, Becky Lynch, I love you. Obviously. Uh, the Flair Lynch and Asuka match. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown, we get a little taste of uh, Charlotte and, and Asuka are going to have a match. Yeah. Charlotte once again loses it, gets another kendo stick, starts beating Asuka. Becky Lynch gets involved, starts beating Charlotte Flair with the kendo stick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then in the end, Asuka standing tall over both of them, just beating them down like drums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a match. Yeah. And this is going to be your full TLC match. Right. Right. The belt suspended above. The one who climbs the ladder to get it is the champ. What are you thinking with this? Like, there's so many ways they could go. Um, I do not think Asuka will win. No. No. Their their big push is Charlotte and more likely Becky challenging Rousey for the belt. Right. And we've discussed that probably the reason they threw Asuka in this match is to have someone to get pinned. Well, or I mean, get thrown out or to, get, to, to take be the, the bumps. foil, to take yeah. the bumps. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I get it and I think they want to try to save Charlotte and Becky for another, you know, big blowout match mm-hmm. down the road. I don't know, but you know, couple ways this could go if they want becky to drop the belt so that she can move to raw and contend with rousey um yeah you could probably drop it give it to charlotte she gets her seven times she gets the record she gets to be this person and you know we've got her as evil queen yeah and then you can have oscar you know turn you know be the face and the next challenger to her right right and maybe give oscar that turn of where she actually gets to win what yeah Oscar um, Oscar win, so we don't do that on main roster. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see Becky retaining the belt because she doesn't necessarily have to give it up now. If 
WWE has any logic to it. You know, there's no problem with a belt-for-belt match. No. Or just who's best. No, exactly. I am the true all-time women's champ because not only do I hold the belt on my show, but I can beat you. Yeah, and I mean, they recently did it within the past couple months on NXT. Yeah, I don't... don't, You don't even have to combine the belts. It's just champion versus champion to see who's the best. Yeah, exactly. And you can play that up because they both, like Ronda... Ronda wants to be the best. Becky is the man. Mm-hmm. So let's just do a match like that. See, but the problem is there's only one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown come together. Oh, I... And that's Survivor Series. But not... It's only one night of the year. Not... It's only, it's only one night oh, of the year. Oh, but they can have matches on the same show, just not against each other. Right. Right. I mean, unless it's Starcade, they kind of win against each other in that one, too. But uh, but no, it's all, it's the one, one, night, night, of, of, one uh, night of the year. All right. One and then, um, so... We got a lot of that going on. Yeah. And then just to throw fucks in the fuck's sake lake here, um, did you know Root and Gable are the tag team champions? Yeah. They beat AOP by pinning Drake Maverick? Yeah. In a handicap match. And now hmm. they're the champions. Huh. AOP. Lost. Did You know this, Bobby right? Bobby Root and Chad Gable. You, you know this, right? They're the tag team do you, champs of Do you Raw. remember the other reason we didn't do episode 57? P-jokes. Is P-jokes. Because Drake Maverick peed on Bobby Roode's uh, rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Peed on it. Just, yeah. So there's that. So peed on it. This is right. what we're watching on television. Hold on. Yes. Let's bring this back. Okay. Raw... And SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The last couple of weeks. Crap. Crap. It's Total just crap. crap. And viewership is showing it. Ratings down. Yeah. I think the news of lowest ratings this year have been news for the past, like, four weeks. Now, I will give WWE a little nod. This week, they had Seth Rollins open the show up. He mm-hmm. calls out Baron Corbin. He says, since you've been general manager, the project is going down a little, you know, Fourth wall breaking here. Yeah, yeah. The ratings are down. Mm-hmm. We're not happy. The fans aren't happy. What are we going to do? do and it's you, your fault, Corbin. Do you think they made Corbin the prop dummy for Vince, mm-hmm. and they're kind of looking in on themselves going, oh, shit, things are bad. We need to figure out what we're doing. Exactly. We'll Let's make, call ourselves out. Exactly, exactly. You make him the scapegoat, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine so, with that. But then you follow that up with Natty and a fat head of Nightheart on a table. I and, know. <laughs> God. Anyway, I just, I I can't, I can't take Daniel Bryan calling the crowd fickle and then beating fickle. down, fickle, then fickle. beating down Mustafa Ali because he drives an SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't take Dean Ambrose being the crazy dude, <laughs> just so out there that he, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh. Um, Rollins is trying to be the pinnacle of face where he is. You know, hero to everyone. Everyone. I just, it's, there's just too many. The Balor is a punching bag. Like, I don't, what are you doing with the revival? How do you, like, I love the fact that Rollins actually called out, like, what the hell is the Lucha House Party rules? <laughs> Who makes these? There's never been such a thing. But yet you um, just want to see people get beat down. This is crap. You've got talent in the back and you're wasting it. And we reflect that sentiment. We're, we as fans are going to say, you have so much talent, yep. so much possibility. And you're and wasting you're it all. Wasting it. Wasting it. I would rather, at this point, you take the five hours you get on USA mm-hmm. and give me 
the one good hour of NXT you give me every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Mustafa Ali-Daniel Bryan match, the match was the great. The wrestling was good. It was great. It's all the stupid promo shit from Bryan before. Now, I like, I like the fact that they're allowing 205 because, let's be honest... I think you and I are the only two that watch it now. Right. Yeah, pretty much. But um, mm. I like the fact that they're allowing them to kind of freelance in and, yeah. like, be part of the bigger show mm-hmm. so that we get to keep those faces. You know, obviously some, like, Brian Kendrick mm-hmm. and Gentleman Jack Gallagher or Gallagher are, you know, we won't see them. I can see a Tony Nese coming up. Yep. I can see Drew yep. Golak coming up. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see them coming back once 205 is done. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just... So much potential. Yeah. Gone to mm-hmm. pot. Yeah. Well, and that's what I know I was texting you last night about NXT. That's what they're doing with NXT, too, because they had uh, Ricochet do his open challenge for his North American belt, and Tyler Breeze comes out and answers it. Like, I kind of like that. I just kind of like that. I kind of like, like that. I kind of like that. You know, it was, obviously, Breeze wasn't going to win. Ricochet won to keep it, but I still enjoyed the match. It's still a fun match have him come out. Like, you know, and be like the big, big pop. Like, it's that's what I like. Those and kind Prince of things. pretty, get some TV time. Exactly. It's so pretty. It's so, so pretty. I don't know where this is going. No, I, I worry that when it. That it's the toilet? Is that what you worry? <laughs> it's the toilet it's going to? We are, <laughs> you know, if we're talking symbolism, we are Bobby Roode's robe. Yeah. Where we got stolen mm-hmm. and some little shit that nobody cares about no. is going to pee on it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and we're just we're just drinking it in. You just got to take it. <laughs> just got to. But it, it it worries me that if this is the product you are going to give us going into this big TV split, <laughs> and you think you think that your fan base, which is predominantly middle aged men, mm-hmm. are going to give up Friday nights to watch wrestling, if it's going to be like this, yeah. No, no, no. You're going to lose your viewership. Yeah, you're, those WWE, ratings are going to tank. You may have no matter what a, channel it's on. Yeah, you may have gotten a big haul short, mm-hmm. but in the long run, you're going to lose everything. Yeah, and I mean, can you imagine somebody who heard about this news that they were coming to Fox and was like, you know what, I'm going to get back into wrestling. I fell out years ago, you know, when everybody fell out after the Austin, you know, era and stuff like that, and the Rock and all that, and they were like, let me get back into it. They get backed into it like three months ago, and this is what they've yeah. seen over three months. Did, Why would they keep watching? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we keep watching. We're like faithful. We are. We're faithful. We're basically completists where we have to watch this until it's dead. Yeah. We will watch Raw for Raw what, 50. What, I watch WCW die. Yeah. I'll exactly. watch WWE I will watch die. WWE die if I have to. But I is this the end of wrestling? Is this like, are we watching the slow demise of what wrestling? Is it that bad? Like, I mean, everybody talks the indie circuit now, New Japan. They're talking Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them because there are some fantastic matches. But if you want me to just watch the sport aspect of it, mm-hmm. Make it like a UFC fight where we don't have these vignettes or these storylines built. Just be like, hey, this is the number one contender. They're going to wrestle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, once those independents, any of those independents that get, like they're talking about this with this elite one, getting TV deals, TV is what builds it. Yeah. If you make it easy for me to watch, which it's not easy to watch New Japan. No. You know, it's not easy to watch Ring of Honor unless you record it at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Which I do. Which you do. You know, like, that's the thing. If if you make it easy for someone to watch this other stuff, they will easily go to that other stuff. 
And, and but I mean, it is getting easier with the internet and streaming and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But still, you got to work for it a little bit. You get it on, you know, a prime network. Yep. You, you will see some money. Yeah. But anyway, I just. I'm worried for WWE. It doesn't look good. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. I don't know about you, but I get emails every day of how they are hawking their merchandise at oh. 40 to 75% off. Yep. I, it's like, is this a picture of thing to come? Like, And then they're just spitting out shirts to get you to buy something new. Yeah, because now they have their new thing where it's like custom shirts where you can choose any color you want and any design you want. Just design a shirt and we'll give it to you. Yeah, I just... So, I, I don't know, man, but I just... You and I will watch it till it dies. Of course we will. Of course so, we will. Um, of course we will. Oh, oh. Speaking of things we will watch until we die. Yes. Let's get into Gorilla Position, John. I love our game. <laughs> the game, once again, sweeping the nation. I'm hearing about it all over the place. Where? Twitter. Yeah. Uh, when we tweet it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook. When we, when we talk about it, everywhere. From the shows that are friends of ours, when we tell them to. <laughs> right. Everybody. Everybody. Worldwide I, phenomenon. You, know you and I have fun with it, and we're going to keep doing it it's because it's, phenomenon. It's, it's good for us. <laughs> Gorilla Position, once again, we take a show, a cartoon, a movie, something like that, and we recast it with current and or former wrestlers. And what did we go with this time? Because you made the pick. This week, because I made the pick, we were going with one of the shows we already discussed this episode. Yeah. Because we love it. It's one of our favorites. On CW. We pretty much are 13-year-old girls. Riverdale. The updated version of the Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead story. Watched it last night. Proud to say. Yep. Mid-season finale was last night. No shame. Don't worry. Riverdale, Southside Serpent sweatshirt into work today. You'll hear us talk about it uh, on Saturday when you listen to our CW recap episode. Straight bughead. Um, Team team Veronica all the way. Team Veronica and Archiekins. You know it. So, my friend. Yes. Riverdale. Riverdale. How do we want to do this, sir? How do we how are you feeling? Do you want to start with the main characters, like our main four, and then kind of move on from there? Because I have a feeling you're just gonna be throwing out characters you want me to cast with no prior knowledge. Right. Here's the problem. <laughs> yes. I have set this up. You know how I like to have uh, a flow, a continuity. Right. I want right. it to be tight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um there are characters in here that, because they go together, yes. I have to give you the wrestlers together. Oh, okay. Okay. I can see that. So, I can see that. Why don't we start with one of our favorites, but is a secondary character on the show. Let's talk about Tony. Tony. Cheryl's girlfriend. Cheryl's girlfriend. Southside exactly. Serpent. Mm-hmm. Who mm. would you cast for Tony? For Tony, I went with Lita. Lita, I can mm-hmm. see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got the, you know, bad girl tattoo. Exactly. I think Tony could rock a whale tail. I think she definitely could. Exactly. So kind of that Lita. bad girl-ish. I went, I went kind of the same route, <coughs> but mm-hmm. um, I stayed a little modern. I went with Ember Moon. Ooh, Ember Moon is a good choice. Uh, two of them both got beautiful eyes. They do. And, um, they do. I just see Ember Moon could really play up Tony. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, what about Tony's significant other? Cheryl, your favorite on the show. You know how I love Cheryl. I know how you love Cheryl. You know how I love Cheryl, Mm -hmm. and I think she's a sassy, very attractive character. Right. She's very sassy. Uh, She's deadly, almost. Yeah. She's very, you know, she's good with the bow and arrow. She'll kill people if she has to. Um, I just went straight on looks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went with Mandy Rose. (laughs) 
Mandy Rose, because you love Cheryl, so therefore you love Mandy Rose. Well, they're both very attractive, talented mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. and um, they seem strong in their characters. Got it. And, um, yeah, I just went on looks. I went for strong, independent woman, so I decided to go for Paige. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can kind they of see They also have that. That pe- both have that pale skin now, thing going. I think we should do one more secondary character before we get into the big four. Okay, okay. Um, and let's do... You know, everybody's favorite non-hetero pal, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. Or would you rather do Reggie? No, let's go for Kevin. I like Kevin. Um, For Kevin, I think I'm going to choose a Kona Reeves. I can see Kona Reeves. I mean, he'd have, you know, he'd have to take, not do the whole flair he's doing, but I feel like that could get that idea from him. I went a different route. Okay. I feel Kevin is a strong character. He is. He is. Moral. I went with uh, Sonia <coughs> Deville. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, kind of. I like that a in lot. In the mix. I liked seeing their, mm-hmm. you know, uh, intricate part of some stories, but just, you know, on the fringe. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Do we All right. Want, let's do go we for Do want to do Reggie? We can do Reggie. Who do you you go for Reggie first, though. As I sit here and think. Okay, you think about Reggie. I'll give you my Reggie. Mm-hmm. Reggie is, once again, a secondary character, uh, but, you know, a little sneaky, but has good intents. But, you know, he'll do the wrong things to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with a Finn Balor. Ooh, that could work. I like that. I like that. You know, thinking of your um, because your description. Mm-hmm. You have to remember... Um, he's starting something with Veronica now. Exactly, exactly. So, anyway, that's on another show. That's a, uh, so yeah. give me your Reggie. All right, so Reggie, I like the way you describe him. Kind of a good kid, but he'll do the bad thing if he needs to, uh, because he would need to. So based on that, I think I'm, I might go for a Bobby Fish. Okay. From Undisputed Era. I, I mean, obviously he's significantly older. Well, I but I mean... <laughs> I think, like, for a Reggie character, you could use a lot of, like, the B card. Exactly. Because they're, like, I can go face, I can go, I go, you know, I go either need. way. Just what you be, need. What you need. Let me be what you need me to be. Yeah. Um, all right. So, let's get into the power couples of the show. Okay, the power couples. The power, power couples. couples of the show. Do you want to do Archie and Veronica, or do you want to do Betty and Jughead? Let's do Archie and Veronica, I think. Because I know that you are such a Bughead fan. We leave Bughead. Okay. All right. So Archie and Veronica. Now for Veronica, once again, independent woman, mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. does her own thing, no matter what people say. Uh huh. Bianca Belair. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who do you have for Archie? For Archie, because I have to do mine together. Yeah. For Archie, it was a little, this was harder. This is the ones I was not super sure on. The best I feel that would work for him, because he's always a good guy. He'll be bad when he needs to be, but he's always still a good guy at heart. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles. <sighs> like, it was rough. He's rough for me. It was it was hard to pick him out. My other choice was maybe John Cena, but John Cena's too... Too clean cut. Too clean cut. All right. Well, I think you're going to like where I went this way. Okay. Okay. Let me so hear it. Let me hear for it. For Archie and Veronica, uh, power couple, mm-hmm. um, huge influence on the show, primary characters... Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. 
Ooh. See the couple? I see I'm the shipping. couple. I'm I shipping. Couple. I learned a new word this week. Shipping. From my 22-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, shipping is when you have a relationship. But right. It's a little, uh, I guess, like a little more friend with benefits or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, um, yeah, so I went with Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. They are a power couple of the WWE, and I thought it'd be fun to watch them as Archie and Veronica because Daniel Bryan, much like Archie, is probably a good person but has done some bad things, Mm -hmm. and Veronica is just (coughs) oddly attractive, but I don't like... The character sometimes. Gotcha. I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because I'm more of a bughead. I'm right. more of a Betty and right. Jughead kind of guy. You are. You and are. Always, I've always said that about you. Yeah. You're more of a bughead. Yeah, more of a bughead. <laughs> um, so, for uh, Jughead mm-hmm. and Betty, mm-hmm. I went with The Miz and Maurice. Oh, I like that. I yeah. like that. A powerful couple in and of themselves, but probably secondary to a Daniel Bryan yeah. and Bella couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had their heat. They've worked together. They do stuff. But um, all in all, like you can tell Miz and Maurice are just like genuinely in love with each other yeah. and happy. And they just go where the story takes them. That's true. That's true. I like that. I like that a lot. I like both of those together, too. Do you see how that I works? Like, I like both, te- both couples together. I- I'm going to say I'm... Pretty much the demigod of gorilla position. You are pretty good at this. Now, for me, uh, for Betty, remember, Betty is the girl next door. Yeah. The one we all fall in love with. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that Archie fell in love with from the very beginning, beginning of the series. They're together. They eventually break up. You know, they eventually drift apart because he goes on to Veronica instead, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I'm a fan of. Go team Veronica. Uh, but for girl next door, the consummate good girl, I had to go with AJ Lee. Yeah, I guess. Is that, you know, like... And then her bad boy? See, I thought about that. Uh, that would have been a good one. It would have been a good one. And it would have fallen in my shtick. It would have fallen into your shtick. But to go completely different from your shtick, because I actually thought you might do this shtick, I decided to not pick couples specifically. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew you might. So I went with... Remember, if anyone is watching Riverdale now... Yeah. Uh, Jughead is very involved in this whole... Uh, you know, uh, secret society and gargoyles, and it's like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of game, and symbols and ruins and all that. So the obvious choice would then be Alistair Black. I don't know if I can see that. <laughs> Too but... bad you're seeing it and you're loving it. <laughs> okay, accept it. Okay, because it's beautiful, and oh. AJ and Alistair are gonna make beautiful children together. <laughs> That okay. appear to worship Satan. Okay. Well, so we got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is our gorilla position this week, sir. The only other one I had was I had an idea for Hiram. Hiram Lodge, Veronica's father, the evilness behind many things that are happening in the town of Riverdale. Yeah. For him, I chose Dario Quinta, the guy who's in charge of Lucha Underground. That's a great choice. <laughs> I'm going, pretty much the same person. I'm going to make the obvious choice mm-hmm. and go with Vince McMahon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then for his wife, uh, this is kind of creepy, but for his wife, I think his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, would <laughs> yeah. play perfect. Yeah, that's creepy. That's creepy. No, I just, I mean, for the characters. <laughs> right. Right. Creepy. God, I hate you. You're so creepy. I hate you so much. Like, 
with a passion. All right. All right. Champion I have a new twist to the game. Oh, no. New twist. A new twist to the game. A new twist of the game. So, I want... Oh, no. <laughs> ...to put a little spin on this. Oh, good. Every time you pick something, we put a spin we, on it. We are... 10 years apart in age. That, that we are. But we both remember G.I. Joe, the real American hero toys. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I want you to pick okay. four of your favorite G.I. Joe or Cobra characters mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the toys Okay. and cast wrestlers. I will pick four. Ooh. We will see if we pick, one, the same G.I. Joe or Cobra characters, mm-hmm. and if we would pick the same wrestlers to pay. I like that. So that is your challenge for next week, my friend. I like that. I like that a lot. So if you want to let us know what you think for Gorilla Position, if we have any suggestions for what we should pick and try to cast in Gorilla Position, hit us up on the socials. You can get us on Twitter at at Take2Takedown. You can uh, hit us in our mailbag. Triple T bag at gmail.com. Right. And don't forget the phone number, 434-602-1931. You can let us know your ideas there as well. So join in. Have some fun. Have some fun. You know what? Speaking of fun, mm-hmm. speaking of a good time. Good time. This is the end of the season for our favorite indie production, Right Coast Pro Wrestling. Exactly. This past weekend, they had their 50, their episode, because it was their 50th live event that they've held. So they just went ahead and called it 50. They brought in, they talked about, you know, things from the past. They talked about Hall of Fame people they had. They talked about uh, previous wrestlers they've had. It was a huge, big event they had. And it was ginormous. Ginormous. There was everything going on in every match here. And we just got to jump into it. Yeah, we just got to go crazy into it. One of our favorites, Mm -hmm. the definition of a ring technician, Harry M. Baldwin, takes on Dexter Boykin. Exactly. exactly. Obviously, Baldwin wins because Boykin is just... No, sir. What? No. What? what? No. Dexter wins because Harry is way too overconfident going into this. So it was a pretty quick match. Dexter wins right away. And then what happened? Well, then Jerry Baldwin... A Baldwin brother? A Baldwin brother comes in and starts helping to beat down Dexter. Because now the Baldwins are together. Baldwins can fight amongst each other, but you don't beat down each other. You don't beat down my brother. I'll still defend him. That's All right, the so they're beating down Dexter Boykin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they leave him a lump in the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, because who's going to come to help? No! The children's champion, Cecil Whirlwind, comes. Oh, one of our favorites. One of our new favorites comes. He comes running out. He defends Dexter. All right? They start fighting. Chase the Baldwins out of the ring. So they get away. Right. So it's Jerry, Harry, and who's the other Baldwin? Billy? Gary Baldwin? Gary? Scary. Mary. Spice. Terry. Scary Spice Baldwin. Baby Spice Baldwin. Baby Spice Baldwin. <laughs> Harry and Jerry. Running out. All right. And they get away scot free. No. 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 No, because Ruby Rubino is there and says no. Chases them back into the back ring. Back into the ring. I'm going to guess. Six-man tag ensues. Six-man tag ensues. And who wins this match? Oh, Cecil, Dexter, and Ruby win the match. You know, storyline aside, <laughs> this sounds like just one of the best fun matches. Like, yes. oh, my God, this is happening. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's <laughs> wait, more. Wait, oh, my God. So I feel like great. your head's just going back and forth like a tennis match. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I love the fact that Right Coast Pro and these wrestlers would just – let this free flow kind of be mm-hmm. and have some fun with it because yep. you could just tell by the way 
it it happened that it just it was so much fun. So much fun. And they so just really catered to the crowd on that one. Speaking of which, catering to the crowd. Sean Royal mm-hmm. is going to be the very first inductee into the 2019 Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, he did win his match against Glamour's Glenn Gordon, even after he got a little beat down from one of the Glamazons. Well, no, the Glamazon threw in a foreign object. Uh, Gordon uses that against him, but Royal is still able to come back and beat him. Yeah, that's why he's going into the Hall of Fame. So I'm pretty impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Royal going in the Hall of Fame. Good for you, buddy. Exactly. That exactly. is awesome. So what do we do? We want to discuss the Disco Dave Mexican Hardcore Champ match, or do we talk about the five way match? Let's. I don't want to push it, but Disco Dave, uh, mm. his match with the uh, Pedro Duro, it was a good match. Well, but Dave won. Yeah, he but won. there was a little bit of a there well, was some scruffle. The before. match could only start <laughs> after the ref had to remove multiple <laughs> multiple weapons out of Pedro Doro's gear. So <laughs> I love it. It was once again, Right Coast Pro is hitting on all cylinders. They, they really are firing are. everything right because this is hilarious to <laughs> me. And when we started talking about it, you and I just couldn't stop smiling and laughing because this is perfect. Just taking weapon I after wish, weapon after weapon out. I wish WWE would, would look at this company and be like, hey, <laughs> let's get the writers on this This one. is how you do fun stuff. This I mean, is what you do that's fun. So much so that now we go into the five-way uh, five match where they have an added stipulation. Right. If, if anybody wins this five-way match within five minutes or under, they get a title shot. Yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> they just added that in the middle of the night. Like, so the Native American Tomahawk is the one who wins by pinning Yuri Gregory. And now he did it just as the buzzer went off. So he gets a title shot next month. Okay, so he winds up beating uh, Yuri Gregory, Prince Althor, Mozart Fontaine, Wildlife, William Fitz. And then Tomahawk is, gets, gets a the win. title shot. It's I mean, crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it, though. I love that you can just let it be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you have the strategist, Just Neff, and he's versing the richest man in Haiti, Brian Prophet. Exactly. We we know Brian Prophet. He's been shady in the past. He's definitely the heel. Yeah. You know, so Just Neff luckily wins. The face wins in this match. But, but that's what not the happens... <laughs> What happens at the end is one of our favorite things yes. because, and we're going to talk straight from the heart. <coughs> uh, the Jason Wilson experience is, we've had him on the show. We have. One of our guests, um, yes. As much as we dislike who he is, right? because the Jason Wilson experience is pretty oily. He's mm-hmm. conceited. Um He's like he's like a snake oil salesman. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Like you just that don't exactly feel right him. next to him. But um, he got his comeuppance. He did. He did. He started berating Brian Prophet for losing. How could you? How could you? Brian Prophet didn't take that anymore. No. Huge stunner. Hit him with a stunner. <laughs> Dropped him. And I believe the quote, when you see any write-ups about this, says, much to the crowd's delight. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we would be part of that crowd. Because it's funny i just the characters they have on right coast pro the the wrestlers the management team the 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 story that they bring yep. is it's fun always it's just great always fun and when you have someone like the jason wilson experience and, and the the actor mm-hmm. that plays jason wilson like wow I, just to go that little bit more mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Amazing. Exactly. That that ability to act sells stuff just as well as the talent to do it. All right. We've got two more matches We've still to, got talk two about. Things to talk about. I'm going to get to one. I'm going to say my favorite match for the end. Okay. okay. Uh, we had the heavyweight championship match where Colton Quest beat Setsu Ginsu. Exactly. To be the heavyweight champion. But that wasn't the end of it. Yeah, because... Because Chris Steeler comes running in as a masked wrestler that we don't recognize. Makes his big reveal. Makes his big reveal, returning to Rykos Pro. And he says, I'm here for my belt. Exactly. Beating down Colton, beating down even more Setsu. I'm assuming this is leading to next month we may have a... A Chris Steeler versus Colton Quest. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to anything Steelers. Or do we maybe have Native American Tomahawk versus Chris Steeler to see who actually gets the title? Well, remember, Setsu still has another one of the belts. That's true. He's got the Olympics championship. He's got the Olympics champion, too. There may be a little bit of that in the mix, too. Oh, man. Um, Oh, man. The match of the evening, the one that. I really enjoyed the most was mm-hmm. the tag team championship match because of all the shenanigans that went on right. with this. Current belt holders, uh, Money in the Monarchy, uh, were going against Crazy Kids. Crazy Kids were getting their rematch to get their belt back. You would think, but Money in the Monarchy uses a loophole, mm. a loophole in the contract, and mm. says, no, we're not going to wrestle you. Right. They hire Mr. Wrestler 2099 and Michael Massacre to beat up the Crazy Kids. Yeah, There's so they can beat them up. Crazy Kids out of the match. Mm hmm. Um, I feel we're going to get more out of that story. Right, definitely, definitely. But then, then, what does Money in the Monarchy do? Well, then they hire more people. They choose Damian Gibb and uh, Antoinette Marie to go defend their belt. But they're like buddies, right? right. And they win. Yeah, and they, they win. win easy. So, uh, I like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this a lot. I like this so. a lot. Rikos Pro is hitting on all cylinders, and they need to keep they need to keep it up. And WWE needs to go talk to them. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm all just saying. saying, 2018 was a glorious, glorious year for Rikos Pro. Mm-hmm. 2019 can't be anything but better. We are all in. We are fans, guys, girls. Bring your families. Get your fun time in. This is a family oriented show. It's a lot of fun. They work hard for the kids. They work hard for their fans. All the wrestlers. All the production crew, the owner of the show, is big time into making sure your entertainment is their utmost importance. Exactly. So we can't support them enough. Get out there, 2019. Make it happen. Make it happen. They still have a lot of gifts available. Once again, uh, last I saw, they they still have their 2019 VIP passes for sale where you can get tickets to every event they're doing throughout the entire 2019. And they said half of the front row already sold out. Yeah. So, you know, you want to get those front row tickets. Get them now. To get it's them a get great deal. It's a great deal. Great deal. All, All right. right. Speaking of a great deal, mm-hmm. you know what I have a great deal of a uh, hard time doing? Yes. Uh, I have a great deal of hard time trying to find a moment of. Yeah. It was rough. In these two weeks, it was rough to find. But mm-hmm. I, I think you found one for us. Well, I was going to go to my favorite, Becky Lynch. Right. But I've gone to that well enough. And you know, you know because we work together that uh, I wind up watching YouTube clips of her all day. All day. But um, I think which best sums up the last two weeks mm-hmm. is uh, honestly Seth Rollins' monologue at the opening of Raw this week, where he basically calls WWE out a la Corbin for the crap they've been giving us. Exactly. So and it's here's, so beautiful. Here's some more crap. 
for you to listen to. Look, I don't care if it's acting general manager, general manager elect, head idiot in charge, all right? Whatever you want to call yourself, the bottom line is that under your leadership, and I use that term, that word leadership, very, very loosely, under your leadership, Monday Night Raw has sucked. And it sucked. It has sucked because of you. Because you come out here every single week, you puff your chest out, and you make everything about you. You exert your power, you end people's careers. Seth Rollins better be careful what he says to the general manager elect. I think somebody's finally speaking some truth out here. What you've been doing as general manager elect is not okay, it is not right. It is wrong. Rollins is going to get himself in some trouble here. I get it, Seth. You're frustrated, but I'm allowing you to vent. So if I were you, I would watch how you speak to me. Oh, watch how I speak to you, or what, huh? You're going to snap your fingers. You're going to fire me, fire your entire roster. Is that what's going to happen? You don't even know what to look. That roster, that locker room back there, that is some of the most talented men and women that Monday Night Raw has ever seen. And you've got no idea what to do with it. Here's an example. You've got a tag team, an amazing tag team like the Revival, who should be competing for the Raw tag team titles. And you've got them in Lucha House Rule matches. Lu what I, What is the Lucha house rule match I don't even understand tell me what that is please explain it to me and if you fire everybody then what is it going to be you Lashley and McIntyre out here for three hours just patting each other on the back yeah that's really going to send ratings through the roof or, or how about we have more segments with urination in them huh ha 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 so funny so cutting edge Every single decision that you've made is to mask your insecurities, Corbin. Oh, was Braun Strowman mean to you? Did he hurt your feelings? So bad so that you felt you had to hand the title, the Universal Championship, back to Brock Lesnar? A guy who only shows up on Raw when he wants to show up. Well, the problem with that is, Corbin, he never wants to show up. Where's Brock Lesnar, huh? Where's your universal champion? Exactly. He's not here because he didn't want to be here. Do you know the last time Brock Lesnar competed on a match? On Monday Night Raw, do you have any clue, any idea? Let's get in the way back machine, all the way to 2002. 16 years since Brock Lesnar's been on a match on Raw. So this whole Baron Corbin experience, this little experiment you've doing, I got some news for you. It's been an abject failure. 
Yeah. Because talent support, the morale from backstage, the fan support, and the TV ratings are all at an all-time low. And it is all because of you. Thank you, Seth, for saying everything that was in all of our hearts as fans. I could have said it better with more colorful language. That's probably true, and I think we may have on just this episode of T3 alone. All right. All right, sir. That brings us to the end of another big, big episode. Remember, follow our main show, Take Two. It's a big weekly show. Not only do we have the weekly show where we got all your movie reviews, your TV reviews, your Hollywood news. Not only do we have the recap episodes of all the CWs that come out every Saturday, but you also get us all on that same feed. You get the seasonal now show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of soundtracks. Yes. You get Spotlight, where yep. Tony and Brian are hitting on directors, actors, actresses. Just, I mean, and it's rapid fire awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And then, to cap it all off, you get our buddy Roy and the Realm. So if you are a sci-fi geek like myself and Craig here, uh, get yourself some of that Realm. I hear there's going to be a big special episode because we are all huge fans of Sabrina, and Roy really wants to bring that out in Realm. So Because once again, 13-year-old girls. That's pretty much what we are. So make mm-hmm. sure you grab all those shows up. Make sure you hit us up. Uh, you can do it a couple ways. You can hit us on Gmail. Uh 2019, our mailbag's going to come back strong. Come back strong. We have been straying away, and we do appreciate all the emails you get. Please exactly. don't think we don't uh, No, we read, read every single one. Exactly. But anyway, if you want to hit us up, you can hit us up at triple T bag. That's the word triple, the letter T bag at gmail.com. If you want to, you can hit us up on Twitters and all the socials at at take two takedown. Two is spelled with two O's because mm. it is also our take. Mm-hmm. And then... If you really want to get hold of us immediately and quickly, call us on our hotline. It is 434-602-1931. Tony is standing by. Uh, he obviously does not have enough to do, so let's give him a little more. Let's work. give him a little more. So leave him some voicemail. Let's give him some stuff to do. And then, mm-hmm. last but not least, yes. with the holiday season being holiday upon us, season. Uh, doing a lot of Christmas shopping mm-hmm. for whatever Santa doesn't bring us. Exactly. Uh, I should. use Amazon, Craig. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get to Amazon is through the link on our website, take2podcast.com. You click on there. You click on that Amazon link. You buy all your stuff like you normally do. All the same nice, cheap prices you get. Get it all sent to your house. Why go deal with the stores? Why go deal with all those crazy people? And if you're looking for any of those last-minute gifts to get for people, Jason Wilson, the guy who wrote our theme song, the guy who wrote our outro song that you hear, that amazing rocking version. And the amazing actor that plays the Jason Wilson experience in the Right Cross Pro production. Exactly. Has released his CD. His EP is now out. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play. It's on uh, wherever other things you buy songs from. I don't know. I buy all my Listen, stuff on iTunes. I'm cheap. Find the album. <laughs> buy it. It is wonderful. The, the music is awesome. Exactly. The lyrics are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really support your local talent. He's grown from the ground up. He's big here in the D.C. area. We just want him to get the rest of the love he deserves. Exactly. So just look up Resolution Alley. You'll find it. It'll pop right up. It's a nice, easy Christmas present to get for yourself or for others. Under four bucks for some for some great songs. What more do you want? What more do you want? And that is it, John. Episode 58. I only hope that we're going to continue to have slightly better episodes going into the new year. 
we'll you know, I don't know what's going to happen at TLC. We'll see how that goes. Maybe that's going to be a little jump start to get us moving. What do you say? Mm-hmm. What do you say if we take a little holiday break? Mm-hmm. We come back strong in January. Okay. We introduce our new challenge mm-hmm. for the belt. Okay. Um, and hopefully WWE does the same and gives us something of quality. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. I say we come back next week with a nice little TLC review. All right. Talk about how that went. Talk about what we hope for 2019. That kind of stuff. And then we'll take ourselves a little holiday break. And we're going to have a nice, big, massive, year-long belt challenge, I think, that we need to tell everybody about. It's going to be glorious. Glorious! And not get pissed on. Well, it's a belt, not a rope. Oh, okay. You know, it's now the time you say Okay. All right, guys. Peace. WTTP. 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 WTTP.